It's March 11, 2012, and you're listening to the Architecture Happy Hour. I'm Laura. And I'm Larry. And it's a two-drink minimum, so grab your glass and let's get started. Well, welcome to the first day of Daylight Savings Time, everybody. Isn't or, that an exciting day? Yeah, the lost hour of sleep, and it's like I woke up this morning and went, oh, man, it's already 7.30. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's really more just the changing of all the clocks that's more annoying. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you should have seen me trying to explain it to my three-year-old last night, and he's just giving me this kind of cross-eyed look like, what are you – talking about and so I tried to make it sound like it was a holiday like well in the morning when you wake up you can say happy daylight savings day and he was kind of like are you crazy what it mom's lost her mind somewhere <laughs> something happened terrible terrible wrong in the, in the night last night apparently. yeah yeah I figured it would be more like mom it's only one o'clock why are you trying to put me down for my nap oh yeah that's more like yeah this afternoon it was a little difficult yeah i would imagine well in fact laura got kind of a late start we got a late start today just because of the whole lost hour and you know but we made it the sun's still up yeah here we are (laughs) well we had a pretty big event i guess it was last weekend Mm -hmm. right here in dallas just last weekend it was the opening of the Margaret Hunt Hill Bridge, which crosses over the Trinity River, which, if you look at it, it's technically a river. Uh, I guess according to the, the maps, it's yeah, a river. According to the uh, U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. <laughs> right. <laughs> Speaking of, they had to build a levee, so I know that much. This is true. It tends to flood. It tends to flood. Right. But yes, it's the new um, Santiago Calatrava Bridge that's going over the Trinity and will someday grace the Trinity development as they continue to develop all the riverbed and get the lakes put in and all the project that's supposed to happen underneath it. But for right now, they did get the bridge in, and it's really something to see. It's been going up for the last year? Yeah, I think so. For the last year. And it's really something. I mean, if you're driving into Dallas or even flying into Dallas, you're going to this is going to be impossible to miss. Yeah, it's changed the skyline. It's definitely very sculptural and... Uh, it's lightweight compared to the heavy skyline of of skyscrapers otherwise. Mm -hmm. So we might want to mention, for those of you who aren't familiar with the Dallas geography, is that the Trinity River runs essentially, it's kind of a from the southeast to the northwest, but for purposes we'll just say north-south. But it's on the west side of downtown Dallas, and it separates, you know, the bustling metropolis of Dallas from an actually very much undeveloped. I mean, there's more residential areas of West Dallas, right, on yeah, the other w- side of the river. Yeah, West Dallas is, is quite a bit residential. It used to be um, used to be quite a bit of industrial on that side. In fact, uh, probably one of the more infamous things on that side of of Dallas has been the lead smelter that was in that community for so long. And at one point. Um, there was an area of West Dallas that was the Superfund site because there was so much lead in the soil. They went through this whole area and took, I think, the first six inches of lead or soil out just to get all the lead out. Wow. Yeah, pretty pretty big deal. But the lead smelter has been long closed. But, yeah, it's been always been very separated by the Trinity. So, to, And, of course, there's bridges over, but it's not something that was necessarily convenient or 
people thought, oh, let's go into West Dallas. You tended to stay on this side of the Trinity. Right, exactly. So the fact that they've that the city has spent this unbelievable amount of money on this very prominent bridge designed by a world-renowned architect is a very big deal. And it's essentially connecting West Dallas now with right into the heart of downtown, right between downtown and uptown. Mm -hmm. So we thought we'd spend this podcast talking a little bit about it and sort of the, the celebration and the controversy around it. And of course, you know, you can't have anything big and iconic without a little bit of discussion. So, oh no, no, not at all. Right. No, it's just going to go in and nobody's going to talk about it. Yeah. So is it really becoming this transformative piece of architecture and it's going to transform West Dallas or is Dallas really just a city that's built around, you know, are, are we so focused on are focused on good architecture. We focused on iconic architecture and what that can potentially bring. And when I say iconic, I mean architecture that's been designed by you know, everything. Everything has a name to it. You know, so we have this. It's the Margaret Hunt Hill Bridge, but it was designed by Calatrava. Right. So of course, you know, and that actually, what that bridge is connected to is a freeway that runs right past the Arts District in Dallas, which now has. There's an IM Pay building. There's um, Rim Cool House, Renzo Piano, the folks over at Allied Works. There's a new science museum that's going in. There's these, all these really big, big name architects. And is it that we think that maybe we can't get good architecture without getting a big name? Or is it that we want a big name because we want people to notice our architecture? And I don't know where I'm really coming down on that. Yeah, well, I think, of course, it's no surprise that Dallas likes brands. We like the flash. Yes, we like the flash, and we like the recognition and the status that comes with with having something recognizable. I mean, you can't drive down the Dallas North Tollway without being having a Mercedes on one side and a Jaguar on the other, and there's a Lexus in front of you and, and, and the behind Beamer you. behind you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so you can't go anywhere without people trying to show what they have, and it's, I mean, we're probably not a unique scenario here. It happens in every big city or anywhere where there's any kind of wealth or commerce or. Yeah. But for me though, it's, it's, I look at it and I think, you know, we're, we're hiring these really big name architects to design these buildings. And are we missing out somewhere on having somebody here locally do it? Is there not the talent that's in you know, if we're going for architecture, if we're going for a name, we're going to the West Coast and we're going to the East Coast or, in, you know, call it Travis instance, we're going overseas to get that expertise. Is there not a pool in Dallas that we think is going to be acceptable and capable of doing some of this stuff? Or is it that we really want the big name so that we can have the flash, so that we can draw the people into the city? I think it's that. Yeah, because if you think about it, I mean, you can pay $300 for a pair of jeans with a brand name on it. Well, I'm not going to. But <laughs> well, I'm not going to either. Feel free. And, and then you can go, you know, to a store and find some for 30 They both might make your rear end look just as fabulous. <laughs> I'm just saying. But there are people who wouldn't even step foot in the store with the $30 jeans they automatically go to the 300 or vice versa, depending on how, you know, what your position is on all that. So it's not necessarily the product of what you're getting. I mean, there might be a slight difference in quality, but essentially 
you're buying the brand. Right. So I'm just wondering if this bridge was designed by a name, you know, maybe a very talented architect, but somebody who hasn't been discovered yet, would it have the same impact impact and flash and celebrity like we're talking about that that being able to say that it's a Calatrava? Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't think it would. And I I think we would have obviously spent a whole lot less money on it. Well, I, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> it's still an expensive bridge to construct. Yes. But, um, yeah, so I think it was an opportunity to put something crossing this river, which is not, you know, it's not a Niagara Falls. It's not any, right. you know, it's not a Mississippi. It's not a major waterway, right. but it is a symbol of connecting two parts of the city that have not been ceremoniously connected in the past, I would say. True. Maybe an attempt to bring the other half, the west side, up to development standards. You know what I'm saying? Like to bring it up to change the perception of it possibly. Possibly. Because by having it be worthy of being connected with this fabulous bridge, it means we're almost like reaching out over the river to to embrace that side. I mean, I'm getting real poet, poetic. Poetic. But blah, blah. I'm getting real poetic here, but I'm wondering if that probably wasn't part of the conversation. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, and I get the cynical part of me that's like, well, you know, every everything that's been, when you get across the bridge, everything on that side of the street has all been bought by the developers. So they're not looking at their bridge as an opportunity to necessarily connect Dallas True. They're to looking West at Dallas. It. They're looking at it as a business opportunity. Yeah, wow, it's I can suddenly, cheap real estate. You know, Two years ago, we'll start buying up all this cheap real estate, and now suddenly it's not so cheap anymore. But that's, that's true. kind of the cynic in me coming out. But maybe we should go kind of back to that idea of the iconic architecture, because I'll try not to be so cynical. But the idea that, again, that, that we have these very iconic buildings that are popping up in the Arts District. The, the, of course, the Meyerson was built years ago, and that, mm -hmm. that's an IMP building. And then it's the Windspear, which is something that was done by um, Norman Foster. The Opera House the Opera that House. was just finished in the last few years. And then the Wiley Theater, which was done by Rim Cool House. You know, so you're getting these very big names. And is it really part of drawing people in? Is it part of giving ourselves a signature, so to speak, so that there's this really well-known arts district? If you go to Dallas, you have to go to the Arts District. They've got cool buildings. It's cool landscaping. We've got the big park they're building over Woodall Rogers Freeway. We're actually mm -hmm. covering a portion of the freeway and building a huge park on it to connect, actually, the Arts District with the Uptown District. But again, you know, is that really the purpose, or do we just want the flash? And, and I keep going back to the local architects. There are, is there somebody here that can design as well? Because when you, when you look at the local architects who get involved, they're involved as architect of record. And nine times out of ten, they're the ones that are actually really figuring out the detailing and trying to make all this, you know, this really great idea work. Um, and I go back to the, the firm here in Dallas that um, worked on one of the projects, and one of the principals had gone up to the design architect's office for a meeting, and there were absolutely no mechanical spaces designed into the the plan. He was looking at this fantastic schematic plan of the building. There's not a single ounce of space for mechanical. For actually making the building work. Right. <laughs> right. So he's sitting there asking guys, well, what, how much have you guys given thought to where you're going to put the mechanical? And they're like, 
oh, what mechanic? You mean it needs air conditioning? What? Right, exactly. (laughs) So, of course, the local architects are the ones who get to figure that stuff out and make it work within their context. But at the end of the day, they're not the ones getting any of the recognition. So, I don't know where I'm going with this, but... (laughs) Are you just feeling a little put off by these big-name architects? No, I don't know that I'm feeling put off by the big-name architects. It's just that are we so devoid of capability in the city that we can't find local people to do that sort of work? Or do we have to have the big-name come in and do it so that we can attract all the people that need to be attracted to it so they can increase revenue for the city, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, I don't think it's that we don't have the capability here. I think it's that we just don't have – the the celebrity. I mean, I'll go back to that because, mm-hmm. and I think we've talked about, you know, Dallas is, we have a small film community mm-hmm. and I'll probably get emails now because I've called it small, but it's not a Hollywood. <laughs> it's not a New York. And so a lot of times you have the people who are focused on the celebrity side of things, whether it's TV or movie, they tend to hang out on the coast and they don't camp out here in Dallas. True. Um, you know, same with the fashion industry and same with you know, other kind of thing. I mean, we have some technologies here and some industries here that are not necessarily located on, you know, East or West Coast. Yeah. But I'm just saying it's not, you don't think of Dallas as being right. the you, place you come for big architecture. And maybe that's what they're trying to change, obviously, by bringing in these sure. names. I think it's also, too, that we have people who contribute and donate money and s- sort of sponsor these kind of yeah, there is a, uh, you know. a real community here that, that is very supportive of the arts and very supportive of good architecture. Mm-hmm. So they're the ones donating the money. They're the ones kind of maybe driving those selections and determining really who's going to be doing those buildings. Right. And they say, you know, if I'm going to have my name on this or if I'm going to put my fortune out there to support this endeavor, then I want the best. Yeah. you know, quote unquote, and, right. or I want something that's going to get recognized and something that has that status to it. Yeah. It's uh, I, th- I mean, think you see it all over the world. The other thing too, is that once, now that we've got a Calatrava, it puts us on a list. So anytime you see a list of Calatrava bridges or, over the or works buildings, been completed, it's... right now Dallas is on that list. And right. so it does create a certain amount of, of discussion and, and buzz. I was going to say cachet, it. but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a good word or not. Um, yeah, yeah, I hadn't really thought about it that way. Well, and you think really. about it, I mean, from the architecture community's point of view, I mean, we go through school and we spend years learning about all these famous architects and, and studying their work and knowing their names. And so even just coming out of school to hear, you know, oh, my gosh, we've got a Calatrava, that's kind of exciting. Right. You know, but then on the flip side, I was reading one of the blogs um, from the local news station and and somebody got on there and commented, well, who's this Calatrava guy? Why are we sending all our money over to Spain? What's this all about? Yeah. Can't we find a U.S. architect? I mean, so they're, they don't, they're not wowed by the name recognition because that's not yeah. somebody they're familiar with. So I can see it from yeah. both sides. Well, and, and I was talking with somebody and they're like, uh, I don't think it looks that great. What's the big <laughs> deal? I was like, well, okay, that's one opinion, I, <laughs> I guess. And well, and even I, there, we have a, a new museum going in again down in the arts district, and it's right next to the freeway. And it's going in, and I'm not convinced that it's going to be anything fantastic when it's done. I mean, everyone's talking about, oh, what a cool building it is, and look at how sculptural it is, and all these things. 
And I'm looking at it thinking, yeah, not so much. And and I guess that's what architecture is. And to some extent, it's going to speak to some people. It's not going to speak to others. You yeah, know, I'm, of course. I'm looking at the practical aspects of it and thinking, why in God's name would you have cited it in that direction? You know, don't you, you know, having you been in Dallas in the middle of the summertime, do you have any idea what it's going to be like? And and maybe they do, maybe they don't, you know, who knows? But those are the things going through my head. And so I guess for everyone, there's either that sort of your maybe love it or hate it or you maybe land somewhere in between and like, man, it's okay. Right. But well, yeah. and, and a lot of times if you go and take the tour and hear where the inspiration came from and mm-hmm. what the metaphor is and and what the, the symbolism and the materials and all of that. And how it's all pulled the, together. The graphics, yeah. 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 How it all pulls together and how it's interpreted, then that may change your mind. Right. But um, yeah, well, of course, everybody's going to have an opinion. Sure. I happen to like it. So <laughs> I know there. you do. So there. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that can be a future podcast once it's open. Yes. It's the Nature and Science Building, so it'll be, uh, you yeah. know, I mean, they're having full-size dinosaur skeletons. And, I mean, the yeah. interior is supposed to be really interesting, the way they've kind of carved out spaces. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and it's one of those buildings, obviously, it doesn't need a lot of windows. You don't want it to have a lot of windows. And so mm-hmm. it's this really big looks giant concrete almost cubes sitting there right next to the freeway it's and like i said it's not done yet so when it's done Mm -hmm. it'll be interesting to see how that's all really pulled together and once it's all the pieces are there you may be like just wow this is the best thing ever but again it was designed by somebody who's not local true and is there something that they're missing because they're not local I guess well, the or question, do they you know? bring something special because they're not local? They bring something True. a little bit different, a little bit, you know, spicy, not vernacular. True. And True. that's another way to look at it. True. Something we hadn't thought of yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see just within, you know, I think in within the own, our own architecture community, we get excited about, you know, these names that are here in town because you get to see some of this really incredible architecture and some really interesting architecture. Mm-hmm. At the same time, it's like, why not me? <laughs> why isn't it me? Well, and, and let's be honest. The, I'm looking at this stuff going, well, there's no way in the world I would ever be able to design that. No. I mean, that's just not within my wheelhouse. So it's really cool to see it going up. But at the same time, you think, there's a lot of us here in town. There's got to be somebody, <laughs> somebody <laughs> local that can, that can do that. And it'd be interesting to see what happens as those buildings get finished and as people start to, you know, study how they were put together and their architecture. Because there's an architecture school here, well, not in Dallas, but it's in Arlington, but one of the universities. Big architecture program. be interesting to see how those students relate to those buildings and what those buildings might inspire from those students. So there may come the time when suddenly there's a real design-focused, very oriented architecture community in Dallas that's going to, people are going to start coming to Dallas to pick those people for their projects in other cities. Yeah, possibly so. Interesting yeah. to see if that kind of evolves as those buildings become more familiar and people become more familiar with Dallas as a as a hub, so to speak, of that kind of architecture. I don't know. We shall see. We shall see. Yeah, so so simply opening up the College Travel Bridge and my reading that column in the newspaper just sort of got all those things rolling around in my head. I'm like, oh, make it stop. <laughs> Well, and we can't not look at it. It's right in our backyard yeah. since our office is practically right next to it. Yeah, and it's – well, and, and the uh, even when they were building it, I was driving – coming in from South Dallas actually through um, 
one of the areas in South Dallas, and the street I was in has a, sort of a crest, and then it drops down towards the freeway and down towards the Trinity River bottom. And you hit the top of that hill, and it was like, wow, because they had just gotten the last piece of the arch up. They mm-hmm. hadn't even started stringing cables. You come up, and you're like, wow, that's just, I mean, it's just amazing. And it's bright, bright white. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was just like, oh, well, there it is. Okay. Yeah. Well, and of course, you know, of course, Texas is flat, at least right here in our area. Right. So, yeah, like you said, you don't have to be on much of a rise to see this big, huge yeah. thing on our on our horizon. And it's, what, 400 feet tall? 400 feet tall. It's one big, huge arch. Kind of makes, reminds me of this the St. Louis arch. Mm-hmm. Just uh, a little shorter. A little smaller. Uh, with a whole bunch of cables. Obviously, it's a suspension it's, bridge. It's called a cable stayed. It's not a suspension okay. because the suspension usually have two towers. So it's oh, a, that's it's right. what's called a cable stayed bridge. But it's a 1,200-foot span that's suspended off of these cables. Yeah. And it looks it, – I'm trying to think what it reminds me of. It's almost like an optical illusion because the way the, mm-hmm. the cables are strung because they, they're strung to the center of the roadway. Right. So it's not hooking to the outsides. It's actually right to the center. And it's very sort of optical, you know, depending on which direction you're coming from, how it really reads. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. And when they do get the Trinity developed, the floodplain developed and tamed, and you know, if they can get to the point of having the lakes and the, you know, the, all the trees and this real park-like atmosphere, it's going to be really interesting having that bridge going across it. Yeah, well, I know there were tons of celebrations, and pretty much every business that has any kind of a client base in this mm-hmm. area had their own little launch party and, oh, yeah. you know, backyard barbecues, and, you know, it well, was fun. It was exciting. People are celebrating it yeah, for the most part. All I could think was, I'm not going anywhere near the office that weekend. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I yeah, like, I think they even sent out warnings, like, yeah, if you don't have to be here, here don't, don't come. Well, because, you know... You couldn't just you couldn't like park on the bridge and then go to the celebration. Right. You're parking all over the place around it to yeah to get and walking there. to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In fact, um, the guy that cuts my hair was talking about a friend of his was going uh, had my hair cut last Saturday. You don't need to know that, but there it is. <laughs> anyway, um, and he had a friend who was going on Saturday. He said, "Well, I'll, I'll text you and let you know if it's a good idea to come or not," because he had no idea what was going to be happening, oh, how crazy yeah. it was going to be, and. The guy that cuts my hair actually doesn't do very well in crowds. So the thought of, you know, being on this bridge is just jam-packed full of people. I don't right. think it was a, you know, big plus for him. But his friend's going to text him and let him know, oh, you should come or, you know, stay as far stay away. Stay far, far away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I haven't had a chance to talk to him to see if he went or not and see how it was. But oh. it was, there was just all that stuff going on. So hopefully, you know, people are going to start maybe buying into, you know, we really need to think more about what we're doing in the city building-wise than just slapping up another strip mall or slapping up another. And that could be something that comes out of all of that. We have all this mm-hmm. kind of iconic architecture going on. So when we're doing other projects, we're thinking more about what we're actually doing and less about, well, I just need to get in here as cheaply and as quickly as possible. Yeah, it kind of makes me think about, you know, anytime you – make an investment and, and, you know, say build a building, mm-hmm. for example, are you just building it for the function or are you actually putting some thought into what sort of peripheral benefits could come of having that structure there and what's it going to do to the community and what's it going to do to encourage businesses around that to improve their buildings and 
you know, is it going to, can you do something with the lighting to make it so that it's, you know, a performance space when it's not in, right. you know, what can you do to really get the most bang for your buck really out of this project? Yeah. So I'm hoping that that's really what they've had in mind. And this whole Trinity project has been going on for decades, it feels like. And um, yeah, for a while, hopefully the benefits will start showing up and, and, uh, you know, the naysayers won't have as much to, to talk about. Won't have as much to naysay about. Maybe, yeah. Right, right. Well, yeah. and and it'll be interesting to see how my opinion about things change as it continues to grow. Just because, you know, like I said, you know, the, the new science museum that's going in may get done and I may be like, this is awesome. This is incredible. And, and of course, once you, you're in the space and you're experiencing it, totally right. different thing. Um, and hopefully as, as things develop, people will... You know, the people who are like, yeah, it's a bridge. Eh. Well, I mean, think about the Pompidou Museum in Paris, the mm -hmm. one with all of the pipes and mm -hmm. colors and all the – it almost is like a building turned inside out. I mean, right. think about that neighborhood when right. that thing was going in. Right. Did they embrace it or did they go, oh, my goodness, what the heck's going on here? <laughs> this – oh, yeah. Well, we've managed to sort of just roam all over the place, so we probably better wrap it up before we get too lost. Right. I don't know. Maybe we already are. Who knows? Right. Let, email us and let us know. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Neil, if you're listening, no comments. <laughs> anyway, um, if you're in Dallas, of course, the next Architecture Happy Hour is just around the corner. It's on the 21st. We're going to be having it just down the street from our offices. Yay! We like it when it's nearby. Yeah. It's very convenient and handy. We'll, we'll be at the Meddlesome Moth, and uh, hopefully the weather will be good because we've got their patio. Got their patio. Good. I keep looking at the forecast because it's been raining here and raining here and raining here. I'm like, oh, no rain. Please, no rain. Yeah. So that's our monthly networking happy hour that uh, is free. And if you're in the area, feel free to stop by. And you can always find that on meetup.com slash the architecture happy hour. If you just sign up for our group, you'll get the email. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually going to be at the AIA National Convention this year in D.C. And I'll actually be going to the, to the tweet up. But if you go and, and you want to touch base with us, I would love to meet somebody who's listening to what we're doing. Um, direct message me on, on – I was going to say direct message me on Twitter. You can direct message me on Twitter at my tag. Your handle. My handle. Your ID. Know, my ID. It's um, – at Arch Happy Hour, A-R-C-H Happy Hour. And just let me know that you're going to be there and we'll find a location or find me at the tweet up. So I've already circled that on my calendar. Yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be fun. And, of course, you can find us on LinkedIn and Facebook. And you can find Laura on Twitter at HPD Architecture. Yeah, and or visit our website, hpdarch.com. Which we're actually in the process of revamping. So yeah. We're... we're Gonna see how that turns out. If we can get, we have to get Holly around our way of thinking, but we think we can get her there. Yes, we're in the process of. I think we're getting close. Think we're getting the, close, yeah. The design, and we're integrating the blog, and and doing some video, and just jumping on that bandwagon as fast mm -hmm. as we can. I know. Oh, <laughs> making my little head spin, but it's all all for the good of the country. That's right. Like all for say. good, not evil. Yes, right? as well as my friend um, Candy Samples in New York would say, and if you haven't followed her podcast, it's The Candy Show. Use your powers for good. That's right. Yeah, she's hysterical. <laughs> so anyway, we'll let you guys go, and we hope to have you join us next time. But for now, I'm Larry. And I'm Laura. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.